I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, former college professor turned manager in a large corporation turned entrepreneur. And not just any entrepreneur. I've made it my life's work to make organizational life more effective and fulfilling. So welcome to Working Conversations, the podcast where we digest and translate research and ideas on workplace dynamics and serve up to you the most interesting and actionable strategies to make your workplace conversations and your relationships more effective, productive, and influential. If you're looking for proven tools for your workplace toolbox, you're in the right place. Now, let's get after it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Working Conversations podcast, where we talk all things leadership, business communication, and trends in organizational life. I'm your host, Dr. Janelle Anderson. Interestingly, I'm being asked to deliver a program that I developed called Active Listening, Hear What You've Been Missing, more and more these days. It seems that listening is something that's becoming harder and harder for us to do, which is no surprise given the fact that we are living in such a distracted world. It is so hard to tune in and simply listen to someone and give someone the gift of our listening without thinking about what we're going to say next, thinking about how they might be wrong, or thinking about something entirely different from what they're talking about. Now, I'm glad my clients are requesting the program, and today I thought I'd bring you one small but important piece of that program, the barriers to listening. Now, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you might remember that I did an episode on listening way back in episode 10. It seemed like now is the right time to revisit that topic. And because I'm only bringing you a small portion of what there is to know about listening in our short 15 to 20 minutes together today, you can absolutely expect to get another episode with even more listening techniques at some point in the future. I don't know exactly when that is, but I would expect it to be sometime in early 2023. So let's dive into those barriers for listening. And as we talk through this today, I want to invite you to think about two different types of barriers to listening. Those that are external, coming from outside your head, (laughs) and then those that are internal, coming from absolutely inside your head. And so we'll talk about them in sequence. First, the external barriers to listening, and then the internal barriers to listening. There are five major external barriers to listening. The first one is simply noise. Now, I know that many people appreciate white noise. White noise in a coffee shop, white noise in the office, and in fact, many businesses have white noise machines putting white noise into the space, whether that's a low humming or some slight music something in the space so that we're not hearing what's happening in the next cubicle or the next office quite so readily. So again, whether that's by choice, going to a coffee shop, a library, or somewhere like that to work and hear that white noise, or whether it's your organization pumping that white noise in so that you're not inclined to overhear other conversations, noise can be a factor that helps you listen. But for many people, external noise is a barrier to listening. Now, there's a couple of different types of external noise. One of those types is external noise that could be something 
outside of your building. It could be a jackhammer, it could be a lawnmower, or here in Minnesota, soon it could be a snowblower. And that noise could be distracting to you. Not the kind of white noise that helps you focus, and in fact, that same noise might help somebody focus, but might make somebody else completely distracted. A couple of other kinds of noise that may get in the way of your listening are alerts on your phone or your computer. So if you've got your email system, whether that's on your phone or on your computer, set up to chime or ding or bing or buzz at you when a new message comes in, that can be a distraction when you're having an interpersonal conversation with somebody else and you're trying to listen to them. Because inevitably, the human mind is going to go to, well, what was that message? And is that important? And do I need to be focusing on that instead of what I'm focusing on right now? So those alerts can certainly be a distraction. Those noises can take us off of our listening game and have our mind go somewhere else. But again, that comes from an external source. Another type of external uh, noise that can get in the way is, in fact, other people's conversations. Now, some people appreciate having those other conversations in the background, and they are just a simple hum of background noise. But for other people, they get hooked on listening to those other conversations that might be within earshot, and that takes them away from listening to the conversation at hand, the one that they are supposed to be part of. So noise is the first external barrier. The second external barrier is visual distractions. If you sit somewhere where you have access to a window or a hallway or a conference room and you see the comings and goings of other people, that visual distraction can really take you off your listening game when you are meant to be talking to and listening to somebody else. It can happen in the home office where you're looking out the window and whether you see your dog, a rabbit, the neighbor, or some snow falling, or some rain falling, or even just a beautiful day outside your window, that can be a visual distraction. And again, if you are in the co-located shared office space, you might see other people, things, and interactions that are within your field of vision that are distractions and take you off your listening game for the conversation that you should be listening to. So that is your second external barrier to listening, visual distractions. The third barrier to listening that comes from external sources is your physical setting. If you're not comfortable, let's say you have an uncomfortable chair or it's too cold or too hot in your office, those external barriers, that physical space can really have an impact on you being able to focus on the person who is in your space that you should be listening to. So that's the third type of external barrier, your physical setting, when something is uncomfortable. The fourth external barrier is objects. Now, these objects could be things on your desk or on your person. Now, some people will fidget with their glasses. Some people will click a pen. And in fact, I don't keep a pen anywhere near me when I'm recording a podcast or delivering a program, whether that's a keynote or a training, because if it is a pen with a clicker, I will very likely click it and distract myself, probably as well as the audience. Likewise, if it is a pen that has a clip on it that you could clip onto your shirt or onto a notebook, I will slide my thumb under that clip and more likely than not break that clip off. So that object for me is going to create a distraction for me to listen to others and probably for others to listen to me as well. 
So physical objects can get in the way. Now, I also want to add that I know there are kinesthetic learners and kinesthetic listeners who love to knit or fidget or have a, you know, a fidget spinner or a squishy or something that they are using as a device to actually keep them focused on the conversation. So this one about objects can go both ways. Sometimes objects will help you be a better listener if you're a kinesthetic listener and learner. And if you're not a kinesthetic listener and learner, those objects can get in the way of your listening. And then the fifth and final external barrier that I want to talk about today is the actual other person that you are listening to. It could be their appearance. It could be their mannerisms. It could be gestures. Maybe they're a person who talks with their hands a lot and you're so focused on their hands that you're not paying attention to what they're actually saying. Or it could be something about their accessories or their clothing. Maybe you like their clothing. Maybe you dislike their clothing. Maybe you like their accessories or you dislike their accessories. But your mind can get hooked on those external features of the person and that can take you away from closely listening to what they have to say. So just as a quick recap, those five external barriers are outside noise, visual distractions coming from your outside world, the physical setting that you're in, too hot, too cold, too uncomfortable in some other fashion, objects, physical objects, and then the person themselves. So those are your five external barriers. Now, for the most part, with the exception of the last one, the other person, external barriers are pretty easy to deal with. You can move to a different location to get away from the noise. You can move to a different location or close your blinds to get away from that visual distraction if you're looking at something outside of your current physical environment. If you've got a physical setting issue, it's too cold, it's too warm, you can either adjust the thermostat or you can add another layer, subtract a layer and so forth to make yourself more comfortable in that physical setting so that you can pay closer attention and listen better. In fact, I was a speaker at a conference recently where I saw the best attendee gift that I think I have ever seen. It was a blanket It was a blanket and it was rolled up like a burrito and it was branded with the association that was sponsoring the conference, the association that had hired me to be a keynote speaker there. And if you've attended a conference pretty much at any time in your life, you know how cold those conference rooms can be in hotels. And this conference planner who was in charge of this conference knew that and purchased blankets that, again, they rolled up into this nice little burrito shape with a nice Velcro closure branded with their association's brand on it. And it was a brilliant attendee gift. In fact, I was a little bit jealous. Quite often, I get one of the attendee gifts when I'm the keynote speaker. Nobody offered me one that day. I was like, that, you know, that's okay. I'm here to be the speaker. I'm not here to necessarily get their gift but I loved it. I thought it was just absolutely brilliant and a great way to address that external barrier of the physical setting, those hotel conference rooms being way too cold. All right, then fidgets. Again, you can take those fidgets out of your physical space, much like I take the pens with the clickers and so forth out of my physical space so that I don't get distracted by them or I don't distract my audience with them. And then, of course, the person, you can't necessarily do that much about the person. The person is the person is the person that you're listening to. And so 
there isn't an easy fix for removing the person from the circumstances in order to be a better listener. That's one you're just going to have to transcend and work to transcend on your own and listen to their message rather than being distracted by their physical appearance or the fact that you don't like them that much. Listen to the last episode, episode 82, if you need some strategies on how to deal with somebody that you don't like that much. All right, but we didn't get into listening in that episode. This episode is made possible by Instacart. If you haven't already started using Instacart, now is the time, my friend. Now, I'm the first one to say that I actually enjoy a trip to the grocery store. I really do. But you know what I like doing even better? Making this podcast. When I was deep in the development of this podcast, outlining and recording the first few episodes, my kids reminded me that they needed to eat. Instacart to the rescue. In absolutely record time, Magnolia, my Instacart shopper that day, delivered chicken nuggets, milk, avocados, fresh berries, and a host of other groceries we needed. When life gets busy, or when you just want to feel like royalty and have someone do it for you, there's Instacart. Get $10 off your first order when you sign up at workingconversations.com forward slash Instacart. Now, back to the show. Now, having covered those external barriers, let's move on to some internal barriers. Now, these are the things that are happening between the ears, the things happening in your mind that get in the way of your good listening. The first of these is anxiety. You know, never before, at least in my lifetime, have we had as much anxiety as we have had in the last two and a half years living through a pandemic. So whether your anxiety has to do with worry and concern about the pandemic or about something completely different from the pandemic, it could be your personal finances, it could be what's happening with your children or your marriage or something work-related or anything in the world, that anxiety can come between you and you closely listening to the person who's talking. When you have anxiety getting in the way of you listening, it can be very helpful to have an avenue. And with each of these internal barriers, I want to pair the internal barrier with a solution or a couple of ideas that you might entertain as solutions to those internal barriers. So for anxiety, I would recommend using your employee resource program to find a therapist or counselor or somebody that you can talk to about your anxiety so that you can get that out of your head and it's not getting in the way of your work getting in the way of you listening at work or listening in your personal relationships. Another great avenue for processing anxiety is journaling. So writing down all those things in a journal in a very private space that no one else is going to read where you can process that anxiety and really set it aside so that when you're at work or when you're in your interpersonal conversations in your personal life, you can absolutely focus on what's being discussed. The second internal barrier that I want to talk about is self-absorption. And this is focusing on your own thoughts instead of the speaker. So self-absorption sounds kind of egocentric and super focused on yourself, but self-absorption as an internal barrier to listening is really the fact that you're thinking your own thoughts instead of actually paying attention to the person who's talking. So to be absolved of that self-absorption, it's really important to remind yourself, I get this moment and only this moment with this person. And I've done a couple of episodes on really focusing on being in the now and being present. 
And I'll link those up in the show notes so that you can go listen to those if you are sometimes wrapped up in your own thinking rather than being focused on the other person. It's so helpful to remember that all we have is this moment and this moment and this moment. And when we can be fully present with somebody else instead of absorbed in our own thoughts in this moment, that is an absolute gift to the other person. So self-absorption is the second internal barrier. The third internal barrier to effective listening is mental sluggishness. Now, we all have a certain time of day when we're at our most mental acuity and our mental best. And when you are not at your mental best, like let's say you're a night owl and you're in a meeting early in the morning, that mental sluggishness will certainly get in the way of you being able to listen as effectively as if you were having the same conversation or in the same meeting much later in the day. So being aware of when we are able to process complex information best and then pairing that up with when we're having the conversations where we need to listen the closest or if we're taking a class, to take that class when we are able to listen our best and really making some intentional focus to pair up what we know to be our best time of day for mental acuity with those times when we need to listen the best. So if mental sluggishness is one of the things that's getting in your way of listening well, I want you to take a very close look at your daily schedule and think about when you're at your best and see if you can't do some things to manipulate your schedule a bit so that the times when you need to listen most closely are the times when you are at your highest mental acuity and focus. All right, our fourth internal barrier to effective listening is simply boredom. If we're just not that interested in the topic, just not that interested in what the other person who's talking to us has to say, it can be easy to check out just simply out of boredom. So if boredom is an issue for you in your daily listening, I want you to do what you can to find a reason to listen to the person that you're talking with. And I don't care if it's your coworker or your boss or your client or your spouse or your child. There is a reason why you should be listening. There is a reason that you can hook into that will get you to care about it. So if it's your child, you can remember that they're not going to be around, let's say, if they still live in the house with you. They're not going to be around forever. Or if they're a young adult, they're not going to be this age going through these things for this long. So this is the moment. Let's seize this moment, seize the day, and listen to them. So find a way through your boredom to get to a place where you can be genuinely interested in what the other person has to say. And, you know, if not, then find yourself a reason to excuse yourself from the conversation. Because if you simply cannot find a reason to stay present, then don't. Now, I will add though, if it's a work situation that you are required to attend, then I would suggest as a strategy to circumvent your boredom, take some notes, doodle, stay present with the material in a way that it can engage you. And again, taking notes, doodling, and and sketching the content can be a great avenue to address boredom. The next internal barrier to listening is arrogance. This is when we think we have nothing to learn from the person who's talking. And again, this could transcend work and could be in your personal space. Likewise, it could be in the workspace. If you don't think you have any reason to listen to the person who's speaking, the best antidote for that is humility. 
Remember that we don't know everything. We don't know all the angles, even if we have some of the same subject matter expertise. The other person who's talking is going to come at this from a somewhat different perspective than we are. So set aside your arrogance and dig deep sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes we need to dig deep to find that humility to recognize that we don't know everything so that we can really be present with the other person. The sixth reason that we sometimes have an internal barrier to listening is something called cognitive dissonance. And this is when what we're hearing from the other person is in conflict with something that we already know. And so if we're hearing somebody say something and we're like, I don't think I believe that, we're running everything they say through the filter of what we already know or what we believe we already know and assessing whether or not what they're saying is true or holds truth for us. And if something that they've said doesn't hold true for us, it's quite likely that uh, whatever comes after that is going to be somewhat suspect as well. So if you have cognitive dissonance getting in the way of your listening, what I want you to do is tackle this with sincere curiosity. Just be curious and say, well, I happen to know this. The other person is saying this. These two things seem to be at odds or are not in sync with one another. How can I let that go and just be curious about whatever else they have to say so that later, maybe I can circle back and find out if there is veracity and truth to what they had to say, or if perhaps they didn't know what they were talking about. But for right now, I'm actually going to listen to what the rest of the what the rest of it is that they have to say, and then I can make those assessments later. So being present in the moment and committing to yourself to check the veracity and the truth of what they're saying later can help you stay present right now. And the seventh internal barrier that I want to mention is impatience. When the other person's pace or level of detail does not match yours. I often hear this with couples. People will tell me, oh, my spouse wants to tell me all the details of this story and I just want the high level. Or on the other hand, that I might hear from somebody, I wanted to know all the little details and all I got was this like executive summary of what happened. So when the level of detail is off or the pace or any number of other things, don't match what you as the listener are looking for. Your impatience can get in the way of actually listening. And a good rule of thumb for when impatience is getting in the way of listening is to just like take a deep breath, remind yourself that you have this moment with the other person and only this moment with the other person and to really lock into step with what they're talking about and just really be present. Again, going back to one of the other ideas I mentioned when I was talking about self-absorption, the more you can be present when you're impatient, the more you will help yourself transcend your impatience. So as a quick review, the seven internal barriers to effective listening are anxiety, self-absorption, mental sluggishness, boredom, arrogance, cognitive dissonance, and impatience. As you go through this week, I want you to think about both that list of external barriers to listening that we talked about and this list of internal barriers to listening that we talked about and see if you can't identify just one, only one that is an issue for you and see what you can do to address that one single issue in your listening. 
Because if you can take on that one issue first and really master that, then you can come back to this list and you can say, well, what's another one that gets in the way for me? Because by and large, these are not all going to get in the way for everybody. But if you can start by tackling one at a time, one of these issues that gets in the way of your listening, you, my friend, are going to be a phenomenally better listener. And being a better listener means being a better employee, being a better manager, being a better friend, being a better spouse or partner, being a better family member. Your listening is like a gift to others. So overcome these barriers to listening so that you can give that gift of listening to the very, very best of your ability and really be present with others. All right, my friends, until next time, be well. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast, head on over to Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts and give us five stars and a quick review. It really makes a difference and it keeps us bringing you valuable content that you can put into play in your life. I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, and this is Working Conversations.